Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Atheist News Network, wherein today we discuss actually one kind of horrific event and another uh, bit of stupidity on Hoven's part, but I say we get the horror out of the way just uh, because it's kind of a downer. It happened in Kansas. This guy's one of the few docs who still do late-term abortions, and he's got a history. Uh, it's amazing to me that he still does this. He, he His clinic has been bombed. He's been shot in both arms. And uh, finally, as he was going to church today, he got he got shot and died. Yeah, see, now that was the amazing thing to me, is you got a guy here who, back in 1993, was shot twice in both arms, and yet he still went to work the same day, or not the same day, he still went to work a little bit later on, and went back doing the same exact thing that he was doing. And the funny thing to me is he was a religious man who believed in what he was doing. Not only that did he believe, but he went to church, and, and it fascinates me that you would have somebody who hated him so much that he would shoot them within a church. Now, how do you justify that? Well, I'll tell you how they think. They think that they're in a war and that thousands of innocent children are being slaughtered every year. And if they can terrorize doctors into stopping to do these, uh, stopping performing these abortions, then they will have won the battle without ever having to go through the courts. So, in their eyes, innocent children versus guilty murderers, these abortion doctors. And it's uh, the thought process, although completely obviating the thou shalt not kill. <laughs> yeah. Commandment in the Old Testament and love your neighbor and do unto others as you would do, uh, you would have them do to yourself. Um, if you think you're in a war, it makes sense to uh, not only instill terror, but... Um, uh, kill the people who are you're at war with, I, I suppose. It's just a completely retarded way to think about it. I mean, I can understand the uh, the abhorrence to actually doing this because, I mean, me personally, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bunch of cells. Uh, my girlfriend, however, she believes in a soul, she believes abortion is completely wrong, so on and so forth. So I can see both sides of it, but to actually think of this as a war and to go out and kill somebody in the name of God or the name of uh, saving thousands is the most retarded thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, again, A, religion doesn't provide any sort of framework for morality that sticks. People, once they think that God is on their side, they can justify anything, any yeah. kind of uh, abhorrent behavior, even walking into a church and shooting uh, someone who's unarmed point blank and threatening other church members. This behavior uh, is acceptable if you're certain that God will back you up. And, and I guarantee this guy's a uh, Christian. He's um, been involved in anti-abortion groups before. He's, uh, you know, a, quote, patriot. He, he had been charged for illegal use of um, explosives, I think, which was overturned yeah. later. Yeah, he um, was, uh, I think it was uh, just the charges were uh, kind of talked down or whatever. Yeah, he uh, has a long history of this stuff. Um, clearly, he sees himself as God's warrior. Uh, and I don't think it's that difficult from becoming a, a Christian and believing that these babies or fetuses or collection of cells or human beings invested with a soul at conception to uh, shooting doctors who um, are, in their mind, murdering these poor innocent babies. 
in Mormonism anyway, the uh, one unforgivable sin is the shedding of innocent blood, right? In yep. mainline Christianity, I think it's denying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I mean, not to put down uh, the article and make light of a horrible situation, but there were actually two comments in that article that just had me shaking my head. I mean, the first one uh, actually was a quote from Reverend Lowell Michelson, wherein he says, I think the way that folks gathered around Gene tonight in large numbers speaks volumes not only about the support and encouragement we get from Jesus Christ, he said, but also the way the Holy Spirit works. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm reading this thinking to myself, um, so Jesus Christ is the one who gives us all compassion, and this is the reason why we're all gathering around this man and his family, because... Obviously, it was a horrible thing, so unless we have the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, we can't have compassion? Jesus was the one who was responsible for the shooting, uh, clearly. The, <laughs> the <guys laughs> well, I, believe, uh, I believe that's spoken of in the next article, wherein they, they point out that God's plan always brings forward good fruit or something like that. Oh, God. You know, you can, you can go around in circles on this stuff, but... It's uh, certainly no guarantee that you're going to be a good person, no guarantee that you won't do stuff like walk up to a man who's worshiping his God inside his own church and shoot him point blank. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing that just kind of made me shake my head, and it's a comment I hear quite regularly, but uh, this is the quote. Mickey Colmia, a member of the neighboring St. George Orthodox Christian Cathedral, said, It is absolutely disheartening. I think it shows where our world is today. There is no safe place. Whenever I hear comments like that, the first thing that goes through my head is, have you ever read the Iliad? Have you ever looked into Roman history? I mean, you got to be kidding me that you would think that one act of violence even compares to the daily acts of violence in prehistoric er, life. The world has I mean, never, ever been a safe place, guys. No deal with it. It has never been a safe place. It's not any worse today than it was a hundred years ago. Can you imagine walking to a bar in the Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it'd be very entertaining, but obviously these people wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, if you didn't get shot. Uh, yeah. It could be great. It'd be a lot of fun to watch, but um, not very fun to live. Um, you know, that's a fallacy that people keep thinking that, that, you know, the world's on a steady decline and that it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But, you know, I'd love to hear... Um, about uh, his background, uh, I somehow doubt that he was an atheist or a free thinker or a, a skeptical humanist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, can I don't see many you. atheists or free thinkers or anybody like that out there protesting abortion. I can almost guarantee you this guy's a Christian. So when you talk about love of Jesus Christ or compassion of Jesus Christ, remember that you guys are facilitating these other people. You're allowing these people to um, exist, basically. Uh, not only exist, but justify what they're doing. Right. I thought it amazing that the other person who um, does these late-term abortions uh, said that, you know, I'm well aware, you know, it's almost an inevitable consequence of what we do, and I'm next on the list. He knows full well. Yeah, and I mean... And I think that it was interesting when they said that, yeah, we saw this coming when Obama was elected, because they see that these that, that their rights are being taken away or the country's going to hell in a handbasket and so they get more uh, angry and they feel more self-righteous and justified in doing these things whereas uh, what happens with secular humanists or normal people who are upset rational Christians who are upset at this stuff is they work within the system right 
Yep. Um, it's not like Democrats went on a rampage and started shooting um, pro-choice or pro or I guess it would be anti-abortion activists who are picketing, right? You didn't hear of a Democrat who was mowing down or a secular humanist that was mowing down with a semi-automatic a bunch of <laughs> anti-abortionist protesters. They go through the courts. They work within the system. Uh, another rational middle-of-the-line Christians will work within the system. These guys see everything in these apocalyptic terms where Obama's the Antichrist, it's the end of the world, we have a Democrat in the presidency, uh, it's, it's over, I've got to take the law into my own hands. I mean, you heard it from Orson Scott Card, right? Same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's disgusting all around. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything more to say on that one? It's just absolutely, absolutely repulsive. Yeah. I, I don't... But definitely horrific and repulsive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I doubt there's much more we could say about that, that people aren't shaking. Uh, people should be out there shaking their head at this whole thing. If they're actually applauding him, you should really look into your own morals and your own beliefs. Absolutely. And I, I would join in, in the chorus of voices that are saying this is absolutely shocking, and, and I hope that he gets persecuted or prosecuted. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it works for me. Freudian slip there prosecuted uh, under the uh, hate crime or terrorist, anti-terrorist legislation. This is a oh, I, act. I agree with you entirely. This is a terrorist act. Uh, let's move on to the next one. And then I have a surprise article, so... Oh, okay, all right. Well, the next one, I guess, since you've got a surprise article, this one I'm sure Charlie has been nipping at the bit at because uh, every time he mentions this, he's got a big old grin on his face. Yeah, you know and what... <laughs> You know what the term schadenfreude means? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, you've told me that a couple times and I always forget it. It is a German term. There's no equivalent in English, although there should be. It's a German term that means when you uh, take pleasure in someone else's misery. <laughs> it's a great word. When That's I... just masochism. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's masochism on someone else, I guess. Someone else's yeah, I guess misery. so. Yeah. Uh, taking pleasure in someone else's pain or misery. When I heard that he was being prosecuted for tax evasion, I thought, oh, fantastic. Finally, this guy uh, will get out of the news and, and be done with it. He'll rot in jail for a while, maybe even rethink his views. He hasn't. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You actually think he's going he's gonna to change his views? Now, hold on a second. I want to throw out a quote here, actually from the same article. And, and let me ask you if this right, is a, a, a man who's changing his views. The title, <laughs> the title of the article is Faith Under Fire. Government is persecuting jailed creation evangelist Kent Hovind. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's an absolutely wonderful title. Let, let me point out how these creationists, their minds work, and how you, nothing you could ever say to them would change their views. This is a quote directly from the article. An exchange between AIG's Ken Ham and Hovind began in 2003 when AIG published a list of arguments we think creationists should not use. Hovind saw many of his arguments in the list and responded to Ham. Asked about the outcome, Eric Hovind told WND Answers in Genesis, has done a great job of reminding creationists to be accountable for what we teach and for, what I'm, or f and for that I'm grateful. So basically, he sees a bunch of his arguments being shot down and realizes, oops, I guess I should have done more research. And instead of thinking, huh, well maybe I should do more research, it's just, well, thanks for reminding us to be accountable for what we teach. Yeah, um, he does that all without admitting that his father, Kent Hovind, was uh, absolutely dead wrong and so wrong, even the idiots at Answers in Genesis were able to point out his uh, fallacies. 
I mean, Andrews and Genesis are people who believe that the Earth is 6,000 years old. Yeah. Um, they think that humans and dinosaurs walked uh, the Earth at the same time. These guys are no intellectual heavyweights. But even they can see that Ken Hoven is an absolute moron. But his son, Eric, is absolutely brainwashed, and he's continuing uh, his father's legacy. So these guys actually won't ever go away. It's What I was no. amazed is that the park and merchandise sales of that dinosaur adventure land took in $5 million. It's almost well, $1 million a year. Hopefully, hopefully it's like you and I talking about going to the Trekkie convention to kind of look around at all the oddities around. <laughs> I'm hoping that's what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently, he's got one more shot uh, at, at the Supreme Court, and if they turn him down, then he'll spend the rest of his uh, time in jail. And the good news is that uh, he'll be rotting in jail at least until 2010, because that's the first time any sort of Supreme Court appeal could be heard. I doubt they're going to take his case. This guy's oh. absolute nutball. Yeah, I, I seriously doubt and, and I mean, the amazing thing is his son, Eric Hovind, and I'm sure his prosecuting, uh, or his defense attorney, so on and so forth, are sitting there saying, no, 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 he sits and he tells his uh, congregation and his people who listen to him that they need to pay their taxes and pay the due. And yet, he's sitting there on his radio station praying that God smites the IRS. Yeah. I mean, well, seriously. Know, if you look at the court transcripts, his main argument was that he's a church and he's a ministry and the people who were, quote, working for him were actually volunteers. However, these volunteers clocked in and clocked out and they were docked pay <laughs> if they clocked in late. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is an absolute moron. Um, and they... Um, Dodged, you know, or tried to dodge the IRS by by on different days pulling out, you know, transactions less than ten thousand dollars. He knew, he knew this stuff and actively tried to uh, flaunt it, and and he got caught up too, and and uh, uh, he's paying for it. So he's sitting in jail right now instead of spreading his lies everywhere. I mean, the great. amazing thing to me is he actually it. knew that if he pulled out ten thousand dollars that uh, the IRS and government officials would start hearing about it. And so he was pulling out $9,500 over and over yeah. again. I mean, that yeah. that really tells me that uh, he knew exactly what was going on. Right. And their argument is that they didn't break the law because they didn't withdraw more than $10,000 uh, in a single day. So... <laughs> Yeah, they only did it 45 times. Yeah. And then what I love is they're saying, well, we shouldn't really be charged for all of those 45 times individually. Right. They should be lumped together in it one be a single offense. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Um, yeah. Clearly he's never read his Bible. All right. Are you ready for the uh, surprise article? Bring it on. This is from the 28th of May. Texas Senate rejects controversial State Board of Education chairman. The chairman, Don McElroy, the creationist dentist, has been rejected by the Texas Senate, and the governor will have to find another nominee to head the State Board of Education. Wow, I think God does exist. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. that I, I think I've just been converted back to Christianity. This, I didn't think it would be possible. This guy was such an idiot. He said that you needed people like him to stand up to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He's a dentist. Stop calling him a doctor. You, you don't need lay people to stand up to the experts if you're the state chairman. You're chairman of the State Board of Education. You need to haul the experts in and listen to what they have to say. You don't have any grounding to challenge them. If you don't like what they say, bring in another expert. Bring in a third expert, a fourth and a fifth expert, and listen to what they have to say. If there's a consensus, such as there is on evolution, uh, uh, you've got to listen to that. This guy's an absolute, absolute moron. And I'm glad that Texas uh, has seen the light and rejected his nomination. God, I, I can't even believe that. It must have been my presence in Texas for two weeks that did it. Yes, yes. I, I, they they knew somebody from Irreligiosophy, one of its founders, was actually in Texas. <laughs> and that if they would have actually elected him, you would have gone on a killing spree. Yeah. There, there were, they were far too afraid of the reprisals from Irreligiosophy and its massive fan base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> its massive fan base of three people? Yeah. <laughs> I, I truly do think that um, the other states that have done this, Kansas, um, uh, what is it, Louisiana, that have done similar things have been thoroughly uh, and roundly embarrassed across the national scene when they uh, put up standards that reject evolution. And they just, they're the butt of late night talk shows, tourism goes down, people think they're absolute hicks, rednecks, and idiots. I'm not sure my opinion of Texas can go down very much, but it's actually been raised by this. I'm actually impressed. If this didn't work, they had a bill that they were talking about that would take away the power of the state uh, board of education. So they were serious about getting rid of this guy. Wow. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm impressed by Texas. He was a statewide embarrassment to them, and as well he should be. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm really impressed. Good job, Texas. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should also be praised for bringing uh, King Tutankhamun to your uh, shores there. That, that's yeah. an impressive feat. Yeah, I got there just in time to catch the last week of the Tutankhamun show, and it was absolutely amazing. And that once was... again, to all of our three viewers, Charlie sucks because I wasn't able to go. <laughs> well, you should have come. You should have driven down to Texas. for It's King Tut. I mean, it hadn't been in the United States for 30 years. What are uh, you going to do? Well, I'm just thinking I'm just going to have to go to Egypt. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a nice second. <laughs> all right, uh, I think that about rhymes, winds it up. We're about at the twenty minute mark. How about that? Yeah, well, uh, all I got to say is great surprise article. I did not see that coming, but I am tickled pink. I will just say uh, praise the Lord. Yes, yes. Uh, I need to go pray and beg for forgiveness for irreligiosity. <laughs>